Hello, friends. Welcome to the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast with Jay Gordon Duncan. And if you're wondering why the J, the answer is I'm not a bagpipe player. And if you're wondering what that joke means, I encourage you to check out episode zero, where I explain that joke, as well as the purpose of the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast, where we talk about faith, family, fitness, finances, and sometimes fun. You know, funny thing about Jay Gordon Duncan and not being a bagpipe player, I will explain that joke. Um, the world's foremost bagpipe player's name is Gordon Duncan. And online, I get confused with him. Uh, so a lot of places I have to be Jay Gordon Duncan. But on Twitter or X, whatever it may be at the moment, I'm Gordon Duncan. And a couple of times a year, people start interacting with me thinking I'm the bagpipe player. And I have no idea why. If you looked at my profile in any way, you would know I'm not the bagpipe player. Um, but this week, I got a question asking me what I thought about another piece of backpipe music. And I, I might just have to interact and let them know my opinion <laughs> and just let them know, hey, well, I think that piece is not quite up to my quality or I should maybe, I don't know. I, I usually let it go. But either way, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, if you are watching, uh, then you will see that we're joined again by the CACS community which is a faith-based mastermind that meets each Thursday. Uh, but if you're listening, they're in the background and uh, they're cheering all of you along. You know, something before I get into the topic, everyone, I do have to speak about the podcast for a minute. If you use Spotify as your platform to launch your podcast, they give you an end of year um, numbers and they let you know uh, how you've done. Um, it's called Spotify Wrapped. And so, obviously, my number one country for listening is America. Number two, for some reason, I have fans in Australia. I don't know. But uh, my numbers were up. So I want to say thank you. We had a 29% increase in listeners, probably because of the great CACS community here. So I appreciate all of you guys. But today, let's get back to it. Uh, I want to share with you a topic that covers a broad range of uh, categories that we talk about here on the podcast and in the CACS community, and that is the topic of increasing sales in 2024. So this podcast is going to launch sometime in December, and we're going to get a sense of uh, assessing how we've done and looking at the new year. If you've tracked with me over my five or six years in podcasting, this is my favorite time of the year. I absolutely love, absolutely love assessing how the year has gone and setting big goals for the coming year. So now, if you are in sales of any sort, whether it being an author, or whether it being a coach, or whether it being a salesperson for a company, it's a good time of year to sit down and go, how did I do? How is my company done? How have my book sales done? How's my coaching done? And what can I do, excuse me, to make things better next year. Because no matter what, I don't think any of us would say, well, I'd like for my sales to decrease in 2024. We're in a situation where we've put a lot of time and effort to the things we create and a lot of time and effort into the things that we produce. And we would love to see sales increase. And I've got three tips and strategies that I think are going to absolutely help you. And I'm going to be honest with you, you're not going to like any of them, uh, just honestly. Uh, we know the, the rule that, you know, to get you where you haven't gone, you can't do what you've done. You ever heard that one? Like what I've done got me to here, but it didn't get me to there. So I got to do something different to get to there. And that's just the reality. Um, I've been facing that as I think through um, next year's marathon training schedule. And I just got to ask myself, what can I do different? 
to get better. Um, I don't think I can add any more mileage. So what am I going to do different in training? So I'm going through all of that. When you're in sales, uh, whether it be a book or coaching or for your company, you've done something to get you here. What's got to be next? And yes, we have things we can't control like the economy or whatever the case may be, but that doesn't change the reality that we're still in charge of our own sales no matter what. So I have three helpful tips for you that I'm just going to tell you right now that in the name of the podcast, this is going to hurt you. It's the reality that if you want to sell more, this is what you have got to do. None of these tips include paying someone to sell for you. <laughs> this is what can you do to increase your sales. So everybody ready, everybody brace, everybody take a deep breath, put whatever big pants on you got because here's the harsh reality of what you got to do to make more sales and I will do my best to be encouraging along the way. Number one, stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. This doesn't require any action on your part. It requires you to stop doing something. The number one reason people will say that their sales are down is the economy. Well, we just went through Black Friday. And sales for Black Friday were up almost 8%. Billions of dollars. We didn't have a net decrease, we had a net increase in which I, I really wish I had gotten that number for you guys. But I think it was 7.9% that the economy on Black Friday spent nearly 8% more money. What that means is, no matter what the economy says, people are going to buy what they want to buy. So granted, it is more difficult, but we got to stop making the excuse, well, the economy it's just keeping people from buying my books or the economy is buying people from buying my coaching program or my business, whatever the case. Let's just stop making excuses. We all know that everything rises and falls with us when it comes to self-promotion, marketing or creation. And we just can't use the excuse anymore because what excuses do is they give us an out. You know what I mean when I say give an out? When we give ourselves an out, we don't have to take responsibility. And so if you've ever been a parent, this is what kids do. Well, it's not my fault. This happened. He did that. She did this. And at some point in time, you just go, I can't take any more excuses. Just take responsibility. So guys, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to beat you up. But if you want to make more sales, stop making excuses. Just stop. Any excuse you've got. Uh, you've got to find a way to overcome that excuse. Do we have legitimate challenges? Of course. I mean, the economy is a real thing. Our health is a real thing. Our schedule is a real thing. But we still have control over the way we approach things. So number one, the simplest thing we can do is stop making excuses. And I would encourage you to begin looking when you make an excuse. Because you might just say, well, I don't like doing this. Well, stop making that excuse. <laughs> so you might say, I don't want to do this. Well, then recognize it's not something you really want. But if you want to grow your sales, the first thing you got to do is to stop making excuses. It's just not going to help you. I'll give you an example. I work with a lot of people in the real estate industry right now with the marketing company. And the real estate industry is suffering. You got interest rates in the sevens and eights, but in 2020, interest rates was in the twos. 
And because of that, people say, well, I, it's just really tough right now. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, bide my time. Well, they can't do that. Interest rates are what they are. So guys, whatever the case may be, I encourage you gently, but firmly and encouragingly stop making excuses. Just, just stop it. The excuses do nothing but give you a pass. I will say this in an encouraging fashion. You've worked too hard on the book that you wrote, or you worked too hard on the coaching program you created, or you worked too hard to get the job that you got. You've just worked too hard to make excuses. You've done good stuff. The world needs the things that you sell, create, and promote. So, I mean, you've done too well. You've done too good of a job. Don't beat yourself up, but stop making excuses. Number two, and I'm sorry these are all negative. The first two are negative and the third one's a positive, I promise you. But the second one, I, I don't know if it's any easier than the first one. And I didn't mean to beat you guys up today, but sometimes we all need to hear the truth. Number two, stop wasting time. Stop wasting time. Very similar to stop making excuses. Maybe the cousin of stop making excuses, but stop wasting time. Time is one of those few things that we don't get any more of. Our days are numbered. And we waste so much time. We do. Now, some of that time might be purposefully relaxing. I love watching movies. I've watched so many movies this year. It's been wonderful. Watching my daughter. We've gone to concerts. We've done things that are purely relaxing. I don't consider those things as wasting time. But they might be. <laughs> but I think time with my daughter is not. If I'm just sitting around doing nothing, watching a movie, and I'm brain dead, I'm probably wasting time. There's too many things to do. We waste time on the TV and Netflix so much. We waste time wasting time. We really do. We waste time wasting time. We have something to do, and we find every single thing to do except the thing we need to do. If you are creative, if you create videos or books or coaching programs, we spend so much time avoiding doing the thing we actually need to do. And we'll decide at that moment is the wise time we need to reorganize the pantry. Or that's the time we've got to unload the dishwasher or wash the car or do nothing. And granted, relaxing time is purposeful, but we got to make our relaxing time purposeful. And guys, when it comes down to making more sales, we waste a lot of time. We don't want to do the marketing. We don't want to get online. Uh, we don't want to do the things that we know will help us raise our awareness, raise our presence, raise our profiles, make sales. And when that happens, when we know we should do it, we just start wasting time. And again, guys, I'm going to say this over and over again, because I I had someone accuse me of being a workaholic the other day. And I said, I'm too busy working. I can't hear what you had to say. That's not what I said. That's a bad joke. I apologize for that. None of you laughed. It's awful, awful. So someone accused me of being a workaholic the other day. And I said, well, I love working. I do. I love working. But what I'm not trying to encourage you to do is to work yourself to death or, or you're, you know, I'm, I'm not. But most of us waste time somewhere that could be redeemed. And you know what happens when we waste time? We feel guilty. At some point in time, you go, oh, oh I can't believe I wasted that hour. I can't, it's three o'clock and I haven't done anything yet. 
guys think through the only way you're going to get around to wasting to stop wasting time is two things you gotta you gotta make a point you gotta make a purpose i'm gonna stop wasting time and then you gotta start tracking your time what do you do with your time like it's no fun take a day and every hour keep a time journal you're not going to enjoy this at all like one day keep a time journal what did you do and you're going to find I, I don't know what i did from 1 to 2 30 in the afternoon now, some of us are immensely busy, and, and I'm not trying to beat you up for that, but there's time wasted when we have a goal of making more sales. And if you start to redeem that time, I've talked about it before, 15 minutes a day is 100 hours a year. 15 minutes a day is 100 hours a year. And if you redeemed even 15 minutes a day and put 100 hours next year, you would make more sales. It's just reality. And we could get more than 15. We really could. We really could. And so even now, as I begin to assess my present year, look at my next year, I can see the time that's lost. I can see where I'm wasting it. And me, uh, full confession, full confession, TikTok gets me, guys. I'm just going to tell you. It really does. TikTok, you'll lose 30 minutes on TikTok in a heartbeat. And I get my best numbers on TikTok. I realized it the other day. In my marketing, TikTok's my best numbers. So part of me is like, it's research. Yes, it's research. <laughs> I am wasting time. And I and, and all of a sudden you go, whoa, where was that? You know, and so guys, let's do it. Let's commit to it. If we want more sales, we got to stop wasting time. So number one was stop making excuses. Number two, stop wasting time. Number three, I bet all of you can guess what number three is. It's not a negative. It's not stop this stuff. I bet all of you can guess what number three is. Number three <laughs> is make a massive amount of social media content. I know you're like, Gordon, I thought you were going to go this entire podcast, this entire mastermind without telling us the same thing you tell us every single time but guys if you want to be found in sales you've got to produce a massive amount of content my my rule for my company and my services is typically around 250 pieces of content a month across the platforms some of that is cross-posted like for example there are a few times i'll share the same thing on the same platforms but we try to vary it like, for example, I try to make my personal page and my business page have different content. I don't want to be the same, but sometimes my Instagram reel and my TikTok video are the same. So you got to figure out that strategy. We've talked about those things before. Can target, we can talk about them again at the beginning of the year. But since the shift in Facebook August two years ago, it takes 10 times the amount of effort to get one-fourth the amount of awareness. Literally. 10 times the effort to get one-fourth of the awareness. Up to a couple of years ago, man, you could post something on, on Facebook and people would just find you. And it's so much harder. So you've got to create a massive amount of content. Of course, that content has to be targeted to your client. It has to be creative. It has to be non-repetitive. It's got to represent your brand, all those things. We're not going into that right now. Right now, I'm talking about massive amounts of content. Uh, there is a business coach. His name is Alex Hermosi. Brilliant young guy, uh, multi, multi-millionaire in his 30s. I'm like, how did you get so smart so young? Um, he has two books. I've talked about him when I did our book recommendation. One of his books was one that I shared. I think that was the uh, $100 million leads. Um, that was one of the books I shared with you guys a couple of weeks ago. Um, 
leading up to that book launch, um, he talked about creating about 750 pieces of content a month. Now, you might go, he owns a company and he's got people who work for him. True, true. Um, but he did that and made a huge impact. He did not use paid content, only a tiny bit. Um, so 750 may not be reasonable for any of us, but most of us could triple our content and triple our platform awareness. We really could. Um, I have friends who had Black Friday promotions. Most everybody online did a Black Friday promotion. And I have some that did one post on Friday. And guys, I'm just going to tell you, that got lost. It got lost in all, if it was seen, it was lost in all the other Black Friday content. I shared um, in my company's Facebook group that I think on Facebook alone, I created 15 pieces of Black Friday content and netted two sales on it. And I'm very thankful for that. But when I look at it, I just think, was that enough? You know, if 15 netted me two, would 30 have netted me four? It's probably a diminishing return on that. But guys, it just takes that much. And again, we talk about that a lot on the podcast, talk about in the mastermind. I don't mean to wear you guys out with it. But if you want people to find you, they have to find you. Imagine you're in the woods. You're in a giant, dark forest. How are they going to find you? Going one time, hey, I'm help, I'm over here. No one's going to find you. That is what social media is. You're in a giant forest and you can't one time go, help, I'm over here. You have to consistently, consistently speak and make yourself aware. Now, there are tons of other ways of sales. If you are in a traditional sales model, you can make cold calls. You can make cold calls. No one wants to make cold calls. I uh, heard a quote the other day, you're only 2,000 cold calls away from being a millionaire. <laughs> and again, 2,000 cold calls is a lot of cold calls. Um, but people who make cold calls make a difference. Uh, we have an opportunity for our friend Michelle Murray to speak uh, next week on email campaigns. Man, you got to email every day, three times a week. You might go, Gordon, they're not going to read it. They're not reading it anyway. Like make people used to seeing you in their inbox. You know, Twitter. Man, you can tweet 28 times a day on Twitter. No one's going to get tired of you. It's amazing. It's the platform where you can produce so much content. No one is ever going to get tired of you. It's there for you. You can't put 28 pieces of content on Facebook. That's going to destroy people. But the whole point is, if you make one set more sales, you've got to create more content. Now, how are you going to do that? Work your way backwards. If I want more content, I got to stop wasting time. I got to stop wasting time. And... I got to stop making excuses for why I'm not creating more content. It's either circular or continual, however you want to do it. If you stop uh, making excuses and you stop wasting time, you're going to make more content. And if you're making more content, you won't have excuses anymore and you won't have time to waste. Guys, it comes down to it. There are other platforms, of course. There are emails. There's cold calls. There are pop-up events. There's lots of ways to make sales. But typically right now in the writing, creative, coaching, online world, social media is where you do it. So guys, I hope this is encouragement. I do not mean to beat you up. It is the harsh reality that we should all face here at the end of the year, that if we want to make more sales in 2024, we have got to stop making excuses. 
we have got to stop wasting time and excuse me, we have got to create massive amounts of content. So guys, thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. Two episodes coming up. There's my year of running in review, which usually only interests runners, but I do it because I just love talking about it. And then I've got some recommendations for 2024 when we get there. I want to remind everybody who is listening that on December 21st, I have my very first personal coaching seminar so on December 21st at 11 a.m. Eastern, and that is making 2024, 2020 more. I'll put that link in the show notes. Right now, I'm very thankful that the CACS community joined me here online. I'm thankful you all were listening, and I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Thanks, friends. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.